Welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. The build-up went on for three weeks. Golden Slipper Day had started. The Ranvet and the George Ryder. Two horses were brilliant that day and it set the scene for Queen Elizabeth. So for three weeks we spoke about two horses, Dubai Honour and Animo. And yesterday they gave us the clash and the race that we craved for three weeks. And yep, and it was enjoyable. It, uh, look, I'd like to think we're a sporting nation and we love a fair fight. Mm. I think we had a worthy winner, mm. but you don't kick the opponents to death. Uh, they were defeated. I think mm. they were there, they performed well, mm. but we just had a, a very, very good horse on the day. We had a great race. It was a great race day. The whole day was great, but um, very competitive. But gee, he, he's got a great turn of foot on going like that, hasn't he, Dubai Honor? Mm. Like he's electric. He, ca he came over here with with some decent performances under his, under his belt, but described by William Haggis as a horse who lost his way a bit, and they had to do a bit of work with him. But I think he goes back home a much, much better horse mm. now. Well, I think that's the thing we've missed. You know, where a lot of people are looking at his form, and the, you know, the uneducated, and well, I hate to say the uneducated, but the, the narcs are saying, oh, you know, you get your C grader coming over from Europe and beating mm. up on, on, on your so-called champion. Um, I don't think it's as easy as that, because I, I listened to William with you the other night. He said, he is a very good horse who lost his way. He mm. gelded him. He, he got, he, he sulked because he got gelded and <laughs> had to send him to the psychiatrist uh, to fix him up. And that's exactly what he did. He yeah. knew he had a different product yeah. coming into Australia. So I think the next thing for him, well, for, I think the next big watch is to see how he competes against the Hong Kong champions yep. next. Um, yep. Like you... You go uh, uh, the, the two the big guns over in Hong Kong, yep. and does he go to Europe and back to Europe and how he shapes up there? Then we may have a different feeling on things. Mm. Uh, how good a horse he really is. Well, a yeah. day went home and won a champion stakes. This yes. horse has already been to a champion stakes. Yes, he'll come back though. He yeah. will come back. He'll try and do what a Dave did and win back to back Queen Elizabeth stakes. Yeah, why not? Um, we'll talk more about the race after we watch it. Here's the full replay of yesterday's Long Jean Queen Elizabeth. 
Here we go. The Queen Elizabeth of 2023. This is what you've been waiting for. The light is on. Racing. Mawunga hopped up in the air a bit at the start and was one of the last in to stride. Unicorn line jumps sharply to get with New Merion and Animo's right up in the firing line as well. He's a shocker. Parks behind them on the inside of El Patroness and further back to gear up, just being restrained midfield but couldn't get in. Dubina's held a spot, one off the fence. Mawunga goes along the rails. Two lengths further back to Modophilia and the last two, Zarek on the inside of Alan Kerr. So Damien Lane goes forward on Unicorn Lion and as expected the Japanese runner shows the way by three quarters of a length to New Merion. Two lengths away to He's a Shocker who's taken a spot third on the inside and Animo is up running fourth. Uh, McDonald's done his job. They're followed then by El Patroness. Two lengths further back to gear up. Two further back to Dubayana. He's one off the fence and about five behind Animo on the run. Then came Mawunga from Modophilia. Will back as they wreck and Alan Kerr is the last one. No one dares to rattle the line cage up front. It's Unicorn Lion has the lead on his own by three quarters of a length to Numerian. Then came He's a Shocker and Aussie Animo's up running fourth followed by El Patroness. Then came Gear up from Mawunga. Dubayana hasn't got going as yet. Still about four lengths behind Animo on the run. Further back to Montefilia, then came Zarek and Alan Kerr's last in the Queen Elizabeth of 2023 and Unicorn Line at the 600 metres, racing boldly in the lead from New Merion. Then he's a shocker from Animo, just given a little niggle now by McDonald and Marquin gets going on Dubai Honor as they flatten for the run home and it's Unicorn Line, two lengths clear, Animo's cutting loose, Dubai Honor's cutting loose, this is what we've been waiting for, Unicorn line being grabbed by Dubayana and Animo in the middle. It's Dubayana hitting the lead from Animo. They beat off Unicorn line, but Dubayana is drawing clear and William Haggis has done it again. Dubayana by three lengths to Animo. Mawunga rattling home into third. He's a shocker fourth. Then Unicorn line from Numerian. Further back to Monica. Just too good. Too good. Dubayana beating the flashing Mawanga and Animo back in third spot. Let's talk about it right, a bit by bit and go back to the start and see where McDonald and Marquand, Corey, got yep. themselves. Animo, one off the fence, one out, one back, and just a pair further back is Marquand, one off the fence. Even after the post-race interview, Tommy Marquand said he knew what James was doing. He, he knew James wanted to keep him three deep. That's what James's plan was. He was always, like Ronnie said, he was always going to go forward, but he was hoping that Dubai Honor was going to go with him, and um, yeah, he only had to go a furlong, and he, if he didn't get in, he would have been stuck. But um, terrific ride by both J-Mac as well as Tommy, but you just wouldn't bet that the race would be run so slow. He had a bit of work to do back where he was. Um, he had to you know, make up a lot of ground off slow speed, but again, he's just electric on top of the ground. He's, um, he's, a, he's quite freakish, to be honest, to be running those times, getting home off, off slow speed. I, just terrific. Very, very adaptable horse. I, I thought it was a big, big advantage Animo at this stage of the race. I, I thought, oh, he'll want to be every bit as good as everyone thinks. And uh, he was. He was. Because he he's really sizzled the last 800, uh, Dubai Honor. And uh, on a wet track, he's proven wet and dry now. So he's versatile. We saw him on the speed, off the speed here. And uh, he took his medicine early, Tom. And, uh, and I think McDonald rode the perfect race 
and it just didn't happen on the day. Yep. He was just beaten by a better opponent. Yep. It was as simple as that. He, he, Tom was this, Tom Marquardt just snipped up inside there, and that was the making of the race for him. Correct. Because he got a he, he got a sniff of the the blue, didn't he? Well, he, he, got he a, as soon as he got the blues back, as soon as he got Animo's back, and he's back in business. Yeah, he he, he knew he was going to. They're together. Yep. Let's go, boy. And it's what you want to see, isn't it? Yeah. Like when you go to the grand final, thing. it's just it's great. What it's about this racing. Moonga? Have a look at this Moonga. <laughs> That is Moonga though. He is loaded with so much talent, but it, I keep saying it, he's a five-year-old stallion. He's he, 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 he's, he's so talented, yeah. he just he loses focus, to, whether it's at the start or if you're in front of him. He, 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 I, I don't know, I can't He doesn't put it out. together. He yeah, just it, doesn't put everything together. He was going two to their one through the line. Mm. He, was, he was rattling home. So coming around the home turn, they left a unicorn line to run as slower or as fast yeah. as they wanted. I wonder if they had their time again, Damien Lane, would he sort of let let the leader run a little bit more? It, maybe, yeah. maybe, considering looking at his replays from overseas. And, yeah. and look, he, he, we can't bag him because he'd never seen it, really a heavy track before yeah. in his life. Well, he saw that bit of track work and that's easy to judge horses on track work, but it doesn't always work out that way when you let them off the bit in a race. But I know, that's a lovely win, isn't it? And Moanga, obviously. Animo, was he at his best? I don't think so, because we know he's better than Moonga. Yeah, for sure. Like he, he, I reckon he, he just seemed a bit flat. Is like, it his Ramwick which form? I don't know. We can all guess and and whatever. And some people are saying, oh, he's better at a mile. But some of his best, you know, he's, he's nearly should have won two Cox plates. And, and then you say, oh, the internationals are too good. He, he, he was beaten a nose by State of Rest, who's a Royal Ascot winner in a Cox plate. Yeah. And should have beat him on protest. Mm. And so you know, there's lots of arguments. You could sit in the pub all day. And <laughs> yeah. you'd, never get a, you'd never get the correct answer. Yeah. One thing about um, what Haggis has done and what the Europeans can do, they come over here ready. They don't have to do anything mm. extra once they get here. They've just got to maintain what's already been set up on what sounds like, and I'd love to go there, these amazing gallops at Newmarket. Yeah. yeah. To get them ready mm. on, in that environment, they have a huge advantage. Yeah. It, he's, he's, he's a great traveller of horses, isn't he? I, yeah. I, I loved it. He's done nothing but give his time since he's been here. Yeah, I must he's say. Just, yeah, he's been really good with the press. and he's So we're, we're the lucky country as far as... Uh, advertising this sport, obviously, mm. because uh, you would think in Europe it's a uh, in England it'd be a, mm. you know publicised all every week, but apparently it's maybe only over out Royal Ascot. They they're in, they're in awe of how we promote yeah. our business over here, and sometimes our trainers are getting sick of getting um, interviewed. Yeah. Uh, but and you can it's understand free. sometimes, but it's free free publicity yeah. for themselves and. And I think William noted that when he was here. It was hard work keeping everyone happy, but I don't think he said no to anyone. Yeah. And um, he gains a lot of respect through it. And I think he, he, he admired the way that he was spoken about and, and written about uh, when he wasn't here mm. and how much uh, publicity that a Dave got. Mm. So he, he gave back what, what he received yeah. in, the, in the years that he wasn't, he wasn't here. Um, Isabella Paul... She came out here for a Dave's second trip. Harry Eustace came out for the first trip and then Harry went out uh, to train on his own. And this young lady came out with a Dave for the second Queen Elizabeth and she's been out here this year with the team. Uh, and she's come of age. Mm. She's, she's uh, a, a much more confident young lady now than what she was when she first came out here. And she must be, in her own right, an incredible horse person. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's the that's the thing with big stables. We all know that. You know, he says he's got 180 in work. So mm. You can't be a hands-on man when you've got 180 in work. The, yeah. the main job is, as we see with the big stables these these days, the Walla, the Walla, the Mar Eustace, and now the Nisham stables, you've got to have the people the, around the you. The team behind you. And they've got to learn off the boss. Yep. And the boss has then got to trust you. So... William's eyes are not for his 180 horses, it's for his 10 foremen to yep. make sure they're doing the right thing mm. with those 180 yeah. horses and, and making sure everything's done his way because mm. he can't do it all himself. No. And he trusts this young lady and um, she's, she's provided... He's given her the product to bring over and she's produced the goods with them. Yeah, and, and the other staff that came over here with his four horses, and he made the comment to us on Tuesday night that when he first arrived here with a day, he had Canterbury to himself. <laughs> now he's got to share it with these Japanese yeah. coming in, and Joseph O'Brien, and <laughs> and he and he got shuttered to the 300 metre mark. He had to move stables he and like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he has. He has had three runners in Queen Elizabeth and he's won it three times. He has a 100% strike rate. And what about the jockey, Tommy Marquin? Hasn't he, like, just come on in leaps and bounds? Well, this, this is the thing that has been uh, somewhat overlooked because we've been talking so much about the two horses and more so the trainers. He was on the deck and, and yeah. suffered this amazing injury across his chest. Mm. Uh, the top, uh, the front of his collarbone, yeah. yep. uh, 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 an injury we hadn't heard, heard of. of. Yeah, and it was highly unlikely he was going to be here for this day. No way. And then he made this amazing announcement that he was going to be back for Tancred Day. He was <laughs> going to be back a week earlier than the championships. And he is William's man. Mm. He is William's man. I, I mentioned to William at the barrier draw. Australia was the making of Tom Markman. Mm. He said, "I disagree." I disagree. He said he was a marvellous jockey before, before he came out with a Dabe. And, 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 and he was here prior to a Dabe, of course, because he came out and rode for John O'Shea. He said, it's just that you, you guys realised how good he was. Yeah. He, he was already, on that upward spiral already on before. His way. So, so for him to come back after a, an, a, a, a shocking injury, mm. to come back and, and, and Pick up the ride where Ryan Moore left off is one of the great stories of this yeah, year. for sure. And a lot's got to go. I, I, you know more about the, the, the course doctors these mm. days, but Dr Duckworth. Yep. And, uh, kids and jockeys these days, they're, they're, they're rushed, they're, they get their preferential treatment. They, get, yep. they operate on collarbones now, and instead of being eight or nine weeks, it can be yeah, three or three four. Or four. Mm. Yep. And they get them straight in there. Yep. And yeah, sometimes no. you try and get a, something done in a hospital these days, it can take months. Yeah, no, so it is. It's, they deserve a lot of credit. It's like like you said, Ronnie, like even trainer, the team behind, it's, yeah. a, it's the same with the Jockeys Association, things like yeah. that. Like they've got and those even strappers at the track. Yeah, yeah, anyone. But they've got them doctors, they're ready and waiting. They to, are. To that's, the moment. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Days. It's good. So it was a great, a great comeback from Tom Marquan, and it was a, a, a great training performance by Haggis and his team. Here is what happened after the race. Yeah, it was fantastic that, wasn't it? Yes. Fantastic. What a great credit to my team. They, they've done a brilliant job with him. Thrilled to bits. It's better being here in person, isn't it? It's fantastic, yeah. I haven't slept much, but uh, uh, <laughs> that has been great. They weren't going awfully quick, and he was a fair way back, and he had Animo a couple of lengths in front of him. Yeah, I think Tom was very keen to track Animo. Uh, the horse was prominent in the Ranvet, which is not normally his style of running. He likes to come off the pace. Uh, he relaxed well and picked up well up the straight. Yeah. 
you've got him in this perfect zone. You and your team have got him in this perfect place at the moment, this race. Yeah, I'd like to think it's me, but it's not me, unfortunately. <laughs> I have only been here a few days. <laughs> so they've done the great job. They deserve all the credit. Uh, but the horse is in a good frame of mind. He looks great. And uh, I, I couldn't be more thrilled. Do you reckon he can go home and do what a Dave did and, and win some big races? That'll be interesting. He's a very good frame of mind. We're very keen to go to Hong Kong now on the way home and run him at the end of April in the QE2. And then we'll take him back to England and regroup. But as far as I'm concerned, he's done his job today. And you'll be back surely with another horse? I suspect so. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Um, to be, to, to be honest, as good as the horses, Williams, uh, Williams probably even better. You know, to, to, to be riding for someone that just has the confidence to say, yeah, just make sure he gets relaxed. You do what you do, and um, like that gives you supreme confidence to 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 do what, in theory, you should do best. So, uh, yeah, just counting my lucky stars right now, to be honest. Were you ever concerned in the run? Were you ever concerned? Yeah, to be honest, the only point I was concerned was when I lost the back of Animo early on. Um, James kicked a bit more, further forward than I thought he would, probably knowing that I'd be, I'd be caught three deep if I tried to go with him. So, um, but look, that's where the instructions are great because for as much as there were instructions to get relaxed, there were no nothing locked in and I was able to do what I wanted and but I thank God it came off. Nashrawilla Mwanga. Uh, it was fantastic, yeah. Um, look, I think... Uh, that's you know, that's the best he's shown us for quite some time. Uh, he seemed to appreciate being ridden a length further back, although it was his, through his own fault at the start. But um, look, like there's a Dooman Cup coming up, something like that. He's, there's definitely a, a really good race left in him, and um, it was a it was a good result for everyone today. James McDonald, Animo. Yeah, he was gallant in defeat. He popped away beautifully. He was presented like the winner. The English horse is pretty good. Brent Navdella, he's a shocker. Yeah, he gave me a lovely ride. Um, obviously drew low, so he had his chance and. Uh, he's trying a good force, so but no doubt he's got a nice race in him. Damien Lane, Unicorn Lion. He ran well. Um, he tried hard and, and um, it's about as good as he can go. Jamie Mott, New Marion. Yeah, great efforts. Um, just got outgunned late by probably a couple of better horses, but he ran really well. Tim Clark, Zayrek. Yeah, he ran okay. He had to give a bit of ground away at the start, which, you know, slowly run race was a bit costly, but he ran honestly. John Allen, gear up. Yeah, look, I thought he was okay. Um, look, he st still improved a bit from that run, so happy with how he went. Dylan Gibbons, Montefilia. Yeah, better run than it looked. Just race wasn't run to suit. She needs a nice flowing run. She didn't get that today. Hugh Bowman, El Patroness. I had a lovely run. She needed more tempo. She was out sprinting. John Marrera, Alan Kerr. He was a little bit uncomfortable on the surface. I mean, he... Never relaxed during the race, pulls a bit hard on the back straight, and he wasn't able to finish the race often. Okay, so um, Moanga, let's talk a little bit more about the runner up. Uh, maybe a Dooman Cup. But, but maybe. But, yeah. but the right Moanga. You know, the, the... <laughs> Anything from a mile to 2200 at weight for age, you'd yep. be very competitive in. And, uh... Um, the right one would win. Mm. The right one. <laughs> the right <win>. one. <laughs> well, Anna... myself and I. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Annabelle has been runner-up the last two years. She thought she had it won last year with Zaki before Nash headed to the outside rail and overhauled Zaki on Think It Over. And this year, well, she wasn't in a position to cheer like she was going to win, but she would have walked away happy after his performance. He's been such a grand horse. I think that was his 21st Group 1 run out of his last 22 start so he's you know been at the top level for basically his whole career so look we didn't win all honours with the winner he looks exceptional but um look it has got his head in front of animo 
He's done that a few times now, so just hugely thrilled for New Haven Park, who bought him, and you know it would have been easy to whisk him off to stud, but they've stuck with him. They've they've raced him on another season, and um, look, he hasn't won that race, but he certainly lost no admirers running second in, in the Queen Elizabeth. There's something more for him. I'm not sure. I have to talk to John. It'd be nice if they want to keep racing another year. I'll certainly ask them. But um, yeah, look, he's just been a phenomenal horse, and yeah, it was a brilliant ride by Nash. Okay, and let's hear from uh, Vin Cox representing Godolphin talking about Animo. Oh, look, Animo was outstanding. He's he's never disappointed us yet, and it was a, a terrific run. But full credit to the winner. He won exceptionally well, and we were beaten by a better horse on the day. It's almost like a replay of what happened several years ago, with the day beating very elegant. Oh, it is, and it's been the graveyard of a lot of champions over the year, the Queen Elizabeth, and, and we joined the queue. Everyone wants to know how it affects the future. There are plans for the horse to go to England and Royal Ascot. Where do they stand now? Oh, look, the base is, the race is barely five minutes old, and uh, you know, I wouldn't won't make any comment in that regard at all. What factors do you need to assess before you do make a decision? Oh, the health of the horse foremost, and then we worry about it after that. Yes, well, the, the, the question of will he go to Royal Ascot, that is now up in the air. Mm. Had he won, Vin Cox and, and James Cummings would have been talking, well, it's full steam ahead now. But now it's a question mark. Yeah. It has to be a question mark. Yeah, they'll sort it out. Yeah. It's their decision. They'll go home. The health of the horse. That was, mm. that was the right answer at the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, look, we, we, I'm not going to sit here and say he's off the boil and he's flat because it's, we had a wet track, mm. a slowly run race. Mm. He was given every chance, not making excuses for him. Uh, I think he's better than that. Mm. I, I do too. Mm. I, I think he's a lot better than that. Mm. It's a bit like Nature Strip last week, wasn't it? Exactly. You know, about the retirement question. Yeah. Well, it yeah. becomes the Royal Ascot question. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be made on the Sunday or five minutes after the race. No. So no. We, we will learn more about Nature Strip. We will learn more about Animo. Yep. We will learn more right now about the All Age Stakes. You thought the carnival was over? Think again. Think again. <laughs> This shapes as a, a beauty if, if we're looking at the, the makeup of the most field there. Most will run, actually. I think most will run. Well, they're a good chance of running. It's 1.5 million now. It's got a huge kick. I think it was 600,000 last year, and it's okay. gone to 1.5 million this year, and it's 1,400 metres. And it comes around at a time for a horse like Giga Kick. If you're ever going to give him a go at 1,400, yeah. it's, it's now. It's the right time, yeah. Yep. Um, Jackano, Marzu, Cascadian, Miss the Queen Elizabeth to go to this race, private eye. Alligator blood will not be there. Zaki will be there, and this Ho-Ho Amazon, Yahagi's uh, other horse that he brought out with Unicorn Lion, he will be there as well. Yep, and I don't know, you'd probably see more on the next, well, maybe your lofty strikes, I don't know if he goes there, and uh, a few others uh, as well. So that's... that's uh, Good race. Maybe they've, that's been a wise move, putting a bit more money into that race. Well, here's, here's a, a wrap-up of what we know. Mick Price talking about Jack and o. They've got Jack and I going to the All-Age Stakes next week. What sort of shape the horse in? Well, he's beautiful. He worked on the course proper this morning. Uh, he laid out a little bit, but uh, look, he's in beautiful condition. He trialled here Monday, albeit on the poly, and uh, he ran a good closing trial behind a fast trial horse. I don't think I can have him much better. He's uh, due to have a gallop on Tuesday, and he'll face up on um, Saturday with Oyson Murphy on board. Well, mm. yeah. Oyson, hey, hey, he's in town. We have another international in town. So McDonald rode him in the trial, and he's decided to ride Zaki. By the sound of it, uh, here's uh, an update with Paul Snowden on his team, including Marzu. Paul Snowden, you've got Marzu going to the All Age next week. How is the horse? 
very well. Um, very happy with, with how we performed last start and obviously up to seven furlongs um, next Saturday. You know, I think it's obviously going to be another testing uh, race. Uh, circumstances, hopefully the weather can improve and, and uh, we can get a good day, but he's more effective on, on, on top of the ground, but he certainly handles the jar rat as well. That's the interesting aspect of it, up to the 1,400. Never raced over 1,300 or further than 1,300 before. How can you be sure about the distance? Oh, I can be sure. We know the horse pretty well. I think he's going to be fine. Um, you know, he's an older horse now. He's had a lot of seizing, hard racing under his belt. So I don't, I don't see that as an issue. You know, if we don't win next Saturday, that's not going to be a, you know, a component there. Don Corleone has gone great in the big two-year-old races recently. Going to the Champagne, can he get a late autumn kill? Yeah, look, um, you know, I thought he, he run, his runs have been great. All this preparation, he's such a tough animal and, you know, he's trying to find an excuse to put him in the paddock. It's very hard to do at the moment. He's, he's so well in himself, kicking up and carrying on, you know, when he comes home off the track and, and uh, on the walker in the afternoon and out in the hand walk. So, you know, the horse is in good spirits. Um, you know, he, he seems to do well at home and, he, and he's a really good stable horse, tough animal and he, he will um, run extremely well here next Saturday. We'll make a call go there as well? Yeah, we'll give him every opportunity. It was always um, in the back of our mind to run here again Saturday and, and to back up again in the in the Champagne next week. So there's no doubt we'll probably give him up until, until um, you know, acceptance time to make that call. But at the moment, he'll be there. And uh, now Joe Pride on Private Eye. Joe Pride, Private Eye, going to the all-aged. How is the horse? Yeah, he's good. He copped a, a fair prat there last week, a fair bit of interference. Um, bit of a chain reaction from in secret onto um, a couple of other horses and we got the, the brunt of it and I think once he lost confidence, he's not as good on wet tracks, there's no doubt about that, and once he lost confidence and lost that ground, it was, race was over. Um, so Brenton looked after him, but he's come through it really well and um, looking to bring him back here next Saturday as long as we can get some decent ground for him. Extending to 1400 and second in a Stradbroke over that distance. Yeah, yeah, no problems for him at all. So I'm uh, no looking forward to next week. I just hope we can get decent ground for him. If he doesn't, he'll go to Queensland. And here's a horse that has well and truly been out of sight, out of mind, Zaki. Just gave him a couple of weeks out and a couple of weeks up at the beach and just changed it up with him. And uh, it was a shame we didn't get to trial him on the grass, but James got off and said, you know, he felt back to himself. So that was good enough for me. He knows him well and his work this, this morning was actually very good as well. So I think we're back on track. Obviously, the all age is going to be a very strong race, but he's two from two over the 1400 at Ramwick. And, um, yeah, it looks a nice race for him and you know if he can put his best foot forward he's going to be right in the finish. Yeah, what a great horse. So he's back Zaki. Yep. That's something to look forward to. It is. So he'll have his supporters. 1400, it's his... Mm. Uh, I don't know where he's won at 1400 before. He's... No, no, he's uh, Randwick unbeaten 1400. Oh, OK. Yeah, two okay. from two. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll take a break. Uh, that is the uh, Queen Elizabeth rundown. Congratulations once again to William Haggis and Tom Mark, one with Dubai Honour. We'll come back and look at a young gun win his first Group 1. I think the commentary about the young boys in the room, the apprentices, it's, it's not being overdone. It's not being overdone because in this carnival, we've seen a very rare occurrence. Mm. Two apprentices have ridden Group 1 winners. Oh. And uh, it started with Tyler Schiller and now Dylan Gibbons gets his Group 1 in all races, the Sydney Cup, mm. his first ride at two mile. Yep. Yeah, when you go back through the history of the Sydney Cup, I think there's been four apprentices to win it, and they've all gone on to win Melbourne Cups. Mm. Uh, I think Peter Cook and uh, Johnny Duggan, 
And so they, they won it as apprentices? Yeah, I read it last night somewhere. There's, yep. there's four of them. Right. And they all went on to win a Melbourne Cup yeah. later in their career. Big boots to fill, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, he's got big <laughs> boots to fill. And if he keeps riding for this bloke, he might ride yeah. a Melbourne Cup winner. Exactly. Uh, David Eustace met Dylan Gibbons for the first time yesterday <laughs> when he legged him up. Let's go to pick them up on the home turn. And, and this Sydney Cup had Knight's Order in front. The jumper, the hurdler, True Marvel is about to go up and, and loom and win. Uh, an explosive jack comes from nowhere. Yeah, we, we, I wish we keep saying we've got to back these Ma Eustace horses in the staying races and it was proven again yesterday. Oh. This horse, he'd been work in progress, work in progress. They worked him out. They put the blinkers on the semi-final. Nah, that didn't work. Yeah. Take him off him and just have him fit. He was him. just too good. He was simply too good. He was given a great ride by Dylan Gibbons. Um, obviously, three or four pairs back. Just a, a, a perfect ride. That's all it was. An yeah. absolute perfect ride, a gem. Um, Kathy O'Hara, I bet he got excited out there in front for such a long time. Run a terrific race. Um, oh, it's just a great race, honestly. Yeah, yeah it always is a great spectacle. I, I'm, the, the feather in his cap is, it was a bit of an on-pace race. Very hard to make ground. He's the only one that did, yeah. other than Alec Ahan out wide late. Uh, look, it was, this would have been the training performance of the century by Matt Smith, but true marvel. <laughs> he went from the Adelaide Cup, where he did said he had no luck at all. He took him to Tarang uh, about 10 days ago or, and run him in a 2,800 metre uh, trial hurdle. <laughs> and he's, he's nearly pinched the Sydney Cup. They say that, you know, a couple of jumps of going into a yeah. race can spark a horse up. This horse is usually one paced out the back. He yeah. was straight on the speed, just whack, whack, whacking away, and he did a great job. King's, uh, King's Honour did a... Uh, he didn't lie down. No. He, he kept fighting there. Arapahoe was very brave again. He just doesn't run that two mile out, but he's flying. He looked the winner too, didn't yeah. he? Can't come off the leader's just back. Just a beautiful thought, ride yeah, by Rachel again. It was. She rides that horse so well. And the story of the race is... All the favourites went hopeless. They all did. of them. Mm. You know, all the favoured runners more or less tailed off. Oh, the favourite, Kieran McAvoy's. It, mate, it was gone at the, about this 800, yeah. 900. How could he go that bad after going so well? There's got to be an issue there with him. Uh, talking about hurdlers, this is going to make a terrific hurdler if he can jump, this Alakahan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. He, he, he... What are you doing hurdling for? for? Well, <laughs> I, I just got in my head with that true Marvel thing. <laughs> yes, it was on um, the 29th of March, so <laughs> yes. it was about a week ago. He, he went round in the 2800 metre Tarang uh, trial. Uh, where he ran second. <laughs> and he runs, he gets beat on those in the Sydney Cup. And he is being set on a hurdling path. He will, he? he's, yeah. he's going to jump. Take it up. Um, so, Dylan Gibbons, um, he started riding uh, quite late yeah, he for did. an apprentice. Yep. He, he went through school, Reese Jones there, <laughs> in an awkward position. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> and, and there's his boss, Chris Lees, who was a very, very proud man there yesterday. Yeah. He waited for ages. Uh, the presentation went on and he waited there for him to come back. And here they are, Ronnie. Here they are, playing Ring a Ring a Rosie again. Hey? <laughs> I see this dwindle down to two and maybe yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. But no, they, <laughs> it's got to keep dwindling. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, they all... They all the, no, Zach, yeah. Zach uh, <laughs> Reese and Tyler were all waiting there for him yeah. when he come back. They, they, are, they are very close and they're, and they're very good friends. But, but, the, but the story of Dylan, uh, that he didn't start riding until m much later than what apprentices would yeah. start. Mm. But he, from the word go, Chris Lee said, 
he was a natural. Yeah. He could ride. Yeah. And he, he, he'd grown up going to the races with his dad. He's just got the package, honestly. The way that he talks, you know, his commitment to the game, um, the way that he rides, obviously. Mm. I, I think it's a massive achievement to ride a Group 1 winner as an apprentice, and he's still got another 12 months to go, or more, probably a little bit more on his time. Um, but he's getting great opportunities in Group 1 races. Mm. Like he was, you know, Montefilia probably should have won the other week. Yeah. Um, he's on his way. He's well on his if way. If he keeps his weight in order, he's, he's yeah. well on his way. Well, he, he, he's been riding 52 and he tells me without even sweating. And he was 54 six months ago yeah. and couldn't ride so, under that. No. And he's, no. he's, he's riding well at that weight. Can I say, William Haggis, once again, just chatting to him at the barrier draw, on Tuesday, he brought Dylan Gibbon's name up and mm. he said he would do well with mm. a stint with us yeah. over in England. I would love a lot of the young kids to go over there and have like three months, mm. even, you know, like obviously riding races, but even just the way they do track work and stuff, mm. you know, just that different experience. Oh, be That's great. Just putting mm. the polish A lot of on, our really. jockeys have done it, you know, they even went to France. And, yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity for them. I know it's, it's hard to do when you're flying. Yeah. And it's all right being able to ride, but you've got to have the level head, and yep. that's what these boys have got. Yep. Yeah. So it's all right, you know, once you've still got to be able to talk to people and yeah. have that aura about you yep. where you're a, you're a young man and... But don't get above yourself. Don't get above well, that's yourself. That's right. And all, and all the apprentices around the state should be looking to these four kids. Yep. Exactly. And seeing how far they... That could be them as well. Because yep. there there is immense talent. You've seen it. Yep. There is immense talent out there in the bush. Oh, without a doubt. They can take the next step. Without a doubt. They've got to want to take it, though. Yeah, that's right. It's the commitment, dedication and, yeah, and wanting to do it. Mm. Well, this kid wants to do it. Yeah, this Chris kid... would be so excited with that, you know, Chris Lee. He was. Oh, yeah. he, he might even take his 25%. He will. Oh. He will. <laughs> he will. That, that, oh. that is 100%. <laughs> might be the biggest winner he trained yesterday. <laughs> Best horse in his stable. <laughs> um, all right, let's hear from uh, for Dave Eustace and also Dylan. A great moment for your stable. One of many. You'll have many more. But to give that young boy his first must be a big thrill for you. Yeah, first time I met him. Yeah, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's not, not, a, not a bad meet and greet. Um, yeah, he, he rode him great, didn't he? Yeah. And um, timed his run beautifully. And yeah, it's obviously a great thrill to get this horse back and, and a real credit to the, to the whole team in managing him. He had a uh, suspensory injury after the Melbourne Cup. And this race has been the plan really ever since. And um, you know, knowing that you know you'd hope to get wet ground, and then we had a dry autumn, and we thought yeah. it wasn't going to sort of fall into place. But um, you know, if you remove, sorry, um, the last run, or take the last run away, um, when for whatever reason he sort of didn't 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 fire so much in the blinkers, and the boss said, well, let's take him off, right. and um, he was spot on. A stayer, two mile. He ran that ride out when it looks as though the race was all over. Yeah, to be honest, I was mid-race, I was just sort of kicking and screaming because they were going so slow and it just wasn't going to help any of, you know, any of our runners. Uh, and probably, so, uh, you know, without having obviously dissected it, I'd say it was pretty good performance to come from where he was. And um, a horse who hasn't shown a huge turn of foot his whole life, really. But uh, the Canberra Cup run was very eye-catching. Oh, you can't explain it. I was always manifesting these wins and thinking about what I'd do in the moment, but it just takes over for you. And just the pure joy of knowing that not only for me is it a great moment for me, but like I was just saying before, everyone who's helped me get to this point, you know, I'm sure they're enjoying this as much as me. So to see them get the thrill out of this and, 
yeah, look, it's just a massive day. A little bit disappointing that the grandparents aren't here to see it with you. They play a big part in your life. Yeah, well, I think they sort of admitted that it was their fault because I couldn't seem to get the job done, so they had to go on holidays for it to happen. So a sacrifice they had to make, but I'm sure they're enjoying it now. When did you start feeling that you are going to win? Well, it was always travelling well, and when Cleveland wasn't going great, I thought, well, am I going really good or is he just going bad? And when he came out, I knew he was going to be strong late, but I just didn't know if I had too much to do. But probably wasn't until 100 out when I, I sent the leader start to stop. I went, here we go. Cathy O'Hara, true marvel. Yeah, what a gallant horse. Um, he was super. I had a fantastic run throughout the race. And he just kept finding and finding and finding. And halfway up the straight, I was like, we're supposed. <laughs> but he was very gallant. The winner was obviously just a bit too good for him late. But um, real credit to the team at home with the horse. He's, he's gone Adelaide and come back and... Just ran above and beyond what they expected. Tim Clark, Knight's order. Yeah, very brave effort. Um, thought all the way along he's been going well, just needed the right conditions. He got them today and ran well. Rachel King, Arapaho. Uh, super run, look, the 32 just probably takes that bit of sprint out of him. Tom Sherry, Salino. Uh, I thought it was a good run. Obviously, he had to go back from an awkward alley. But uh, a run like that suggests he's back to his best. Brock Ryan, Alec Ahan. Yeah, super run. He's kept building to the line nicely. Dean Holland, Nerve Not Verve. Yeah, she had a she had a chance and probably um, didn't quite run out of a solid run Sydney Cup. Andy Atkins, Pesto. Yeah, he ran a good race. Pretty honest. Certainly stays the trip. Um, a lot of a lot of ground to make up and um, a few dead traffic in front of him. So we have a little patch, but he certainly fought hard. Jamaran Shawfire. Yeah, it was a bit disappointing. He didn't fire the finishing. Tyler Schiller, King Frankel. Uh, Mark said he ran his race before. Um, they're trying to saddle him up. He was very arrogant which isn't him so um, to see him come out and run that well he's probably done a good job. Robbie Dolan, high emotion. Yeah she got back from a wide gate and it was sort of a race that nothing really made up any ground and I was under the pump a long way from home. Jace McDonald, gold trip. Yeah, he travelled really lovely and then from the 400 onwards um, he didn't really attack the line. Karen McAvoy, Cleveland. No disappointing we, we had a nice trip round and he was lovely and relaxed throughout the race. I was sort of waiting for him to come good and come up underneath me at about a thousand and he didn't, so I got him out and picked him up and gave him a reminder at the sort of the 700, and he just failed to to pick up and get home. Tom Marquin, Baron Samadi. Yeah, uh, travelled down the back of the Cup winner, and um, I just just sort of weakened off a bit off, off the bends. Yeah, Jason O'Brien hasn't had a great carnival. No, no, no horses no. just haven't fired. Forgetful. Um, Dylan Gibbons' grandparents, I think they follow him around everywhere. Yeah. They couldn't be there yesterday. Yeah. They went on holidays. I walked out of Rose Hill with him a couple of weeks ago and they, after he ran second on Montefilia and they said, oh, disappointingly run second, but they said, we're going on holidays. I bet he rides a group one winner while we're away. And he did. <laughs> and he did. But, um, but no, they, they, you know, play a big part in his career. They drive him around and, yeah, help out a lot. And his dad was watching on from Newcastle. Yeah, I nearly lost my voice then. Uh, so proud. He's, um, he deserves that. Yeah. He'd gone close a couple of times. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah, he's um, he's done nothing wrong in the races. He's, he's rode him before, and he, he's ran placings. And um, yeah, he's uh, it was always going to happen. To do it as an apprentice, only, he's only two and a half years, not nearly not even three years into his apprenticeship, and um, and he handles it so well. You wouldn't know he's, he's so early in his career. Um, yes, he's got a big future. And he's a humble kid too, isn't he? Yeah, that won't change him a bit. He, he'll just keep going about his business, and uh, he'll just keep racking them up now too. You're here today. Who's down at Randwick? 
Uh, unfortunately, my mum and dad, who every Saturday with him, have gone on holidays a couple of days ago, so unfortunately they weren't there, but his, his partner, Nevada's there. She'll be over the moon. I'm sure she's still doing cartwheels now, like I was just in the room there, but um, uh, it was a good experience, and all the boys were behind him, and um, plenty of high fives going around. Yeah, and you get emotional about things like that. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's not just my son, he's my best mate. Um, yeah, could be prouder. Uh, disappointed <laughs> hey, I, in comedy. He should have went in for the kill yeah. there. He, uh, he yeah. had him on the ropes and he let him off. I, I wonder, is he home yet? His grandparents well, aren't there to drag no him one, home. I no wonder if he he's home. <laughs> he could be a different man by, by tomorrow. <laughs> he might he's need, he might need to be there night. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, here's uh, Greg Pritchard with maybe, I don't know, a stunned Matthew Smith. Inside that last furlong, I did think he was uh, there to win the race. Um, look, he... he uh, he made all the, you know, he was up there all the way. He did the hard work. He sort of went, uh, she moved on him early and he did it tough, but I thought he was excellent. Why did you go to the race? What did you see in the form? Well, he's rock hard fit and I was really hoping for a, a usual uh, Easter track, like a heavy 10 or something like that. We were sort of hoping for a really heavy track and we took the punt that we'd get a, a wet track. It was an eight, which wasn't quite wet enough, but uh, look, we just thought it was worth a shot. He's rock hard fit and he runs two miles, no problem. Okay, so that was the Sydney Cup. We'll take a break and we'll come back and have a look at the Oaks. Well, the Kiwi fillies are just better. They're just better. What a great crop. We'll go into a bit of detail about that after we watch uh, the New Zealand Oaks winner, Penny Wecker, win the Australian Oaks. She outstayed them. Uh, she out-toughed them, and here she is when we pick them up around the home turn, about to move up to the leader, Pavitra. Yep, I think you've said it all. She outstayed them, yep. and she owned the race, and just was, you know, she'd had a long grounding, and was just, just too tough it for It was them. a good effort, though, like three deep. She did have a trail, but she travelled three deep the whole way. Um, but the last hundred, she's just simply just too good. And just too good, too tough. That's what she's done in New Zealand, so... So dazzling, that's the real so dazzling. She always promised to do this um, on this day and she lifted. Premise loomed to win yeah. and was outstayed. It was a fraction, <laughs> not unlucky. It should have finished a little bit closer, but right at a vital stage, got shuffled back, shuffled back through the field. Um, I think he found the back of Byron Bell, or I think it was, yeah. and it just didn't take him anywhere. And it, Tommy had to make a, a long sustained run, but definitely should have finished closer. But um, all honours with the winner. It's just simply too tough. Arts was absolutely bolting in the run. Looked as certainly on the turn, just didn't stay out the distance. And then you've got the two more brilliant three-year-old fillies that we've seen in Australia. Prowess, <coughs> who won the Vinery, yep. and Legato, who won the Australian Guineas yep. for Ken Kelso. Spoke to Ken yesterday. He's going to bring Legato over, hopefully, for the Golden Eagle. You would have to think it would be high on Roger James's mind mm -hmm. uh, with Prowess. She's different again, Penny Wecker. She's, she's just a, a star. She's not a Golden Eagle horse. But everything they've come for, they've won. Yeah. They've got, they've got the lot. Got the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our um, Australian dollar. Yeah. Um, so who knows what she can do in the future, mm, yeah. you know? Uh, Penny Wecker, let's hear from uh, Jim Wallace, who I'd never met before, uh, and also Damien Lane, the beaten jockeys. She's pretty good. Yeah. She's pretty good. I'm very happy with her. She didn't have the easiest of trips. They made it difficult out there. Well, we talked about it before with Damien, and he, I said to him, so long as you've got a back to follow, yep. she'll be all right. I said, she'll stay the trip, and a lot of them won't. 
Well, she's the superior stayer out there. Stayer, with a turn of foot, which is, you know... And what about, the, what about the future for her? How much improvement is there to come in this oh, field? Oh, look, I don't know, but she'll go to the paddock now for six weeks and then we'll worry about the rest of it after that. Yeah, so tough. Um, I think when I was doing her form, she started racing in September, had a short six-week led up through, through December and has raced all the way since January. So um, for Jim to have her up that long is a great effort and obviously she's tough, like you said, to be able to sustain um, her condition all the way this far into her prep. What, what were your thoughts when you first laid eyes on in the enclosure? Because I'll be honest, I wasn't impressed. There's not much of her. Yeah, well, I've ridden enough New Zealand horses and had enough success on them to know that uh, what, you always, what you see is not always what you get. And um, what she is is just tough, big heart, uh, heart bigger than herself. Jamarara, so dazzling. She runs fantastic. She had a beautiful and smooth run through the race. Hits the line strongly. She was just not good enough. The winner, Rani, is a freak. Tom Mark won premise. Yeah, she's run super. Um, could have probably done this a bit early, but to be fair, she was out on her legs the last 100 anyway. Tyler Schiller, Fireburn. She's a terrific filly. She um, just got shuffled back, shuffled back at a vital stage. Hugh Bowman, Arts. Um, look, I just she mightn't have backed up, but I thought there was still credit in her run. Reese Jones, Phase Angel. Yeah, um, just turning into a nice little stale. Um, just from the bad draw, had to go back. Um, just had a lovely run through and to kick well. Yes, she's really finished off really well. James McDonald, Pavitra. Yeah, she gave me a beautiful ride. She travelled really well in front, but. She, I'm just adamant she doesn't go on heavy ground. Brent Navdella, Frankie's my dad. Yeah, she tried hard, ran a really good race. She obviously just struggles with that company. Tim Clark, sole choice. Yeah, she's probably just come to the end of her prep. She's had a very long prep and done a good job. Brett Preble, Polygon. Yeah, she struggled from the barrier and really sort of, I don't know if it was the ground or what, but she just probably didn't uh, give her her best today. Robbie Dolan, Stormy Witness. Hated the soft track. Could never, never really travel on the broiler for me. Karen McAvoy, Byron Bell. She bounced down into a nice trailing position, travelled well, but a half mile, she did not like ground. John Allen, Mountain Guest. Yeah, look, the run last week might have just flattened her. She was uh, never competitive today. Sam Clippen and Pierosa. Uh, yeah, something's obviously amiss with her. Yeah, she plays up. She yeah, uh, jacked up at the barrier again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, hear from John Sargent on So Dazzling. John Sargent, tremendous run by Sad So Dazzling. Looks like it's been looking for the 2400 all along. Yeah, that's what we'll be aiming for. And you come this far and get beaten by another Kiwi. But uh, she was beaten by a better horse on the day. But he gave her a lovely run. We knew we'd have to get back. He weaved his way through. He was there to, to win the race. And the other horse just outstayed us. But she outstayed the others. And going to be a very nice staying filly in the, in the spring. We'll probably uh, put her aside now. And yeah, she can have a rest. All right, let's go on to the Queen of the Turf now. And this was an international affair. Alcohol Free was the, the buzz horse being uh, sold for $10 million to Yearlong. Now with Gay and Adrian, you had the, the Kiwis with Levante. You had Joseph O'Brien with Statement. William Haggis had Purple Pay. But in the end, it was Chris Waller and a tissue. Yeah, well, what a difference a barrier made here. She's, a, she's been unlucky throughout her career, not having all the luck, but... It was a, it was her turn to get a bit of luck, Corey. Yeah, she's just put it all together. This, or the last two preparations, really. I know she's a five-year-old mare, but she, you know, had the bad habits of standing in the barriers yep, and yep. playing up in the barriers. But like Nas says in the post-race interview, he, he said she's learnt to look after herself, but she still, she still hurt the jockey if she had a chance. She's, right. she's a funny thing, but uh, she was just given all the, all the, you know, right runs yesterday. Great ride by Nash, and the. It was actually a flashing red light the last run, wasn't it? She came from well back mm. at Rose Hill and hit the line really, really well, but um, ticked all the boxes yesterday. She was unbelievable, hoping your heart again. She yeah. she run through that flat spot coming to the turn, and then she found a little bit of trouble as well. So she should have got a lot, lot closer. And 
Well, it's run the race of its life there, more secrets, to, to get the Group 1 placing uh, up in distance. Not much went right for Hinge. Oh, it, but it's, it's a story of her life. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing, Ronnie. It's every time she goes around, we're sort of, you know, she's running into trouble or she's drawing bad barriers and she's got to go back too far. and yeah. Always a drama. I thought they wanted to ride her a bit closer. She didn't have the gate speed mm. yesterday, but she was very, uh, very good. And, well, what are we going to say about this alcohol freeze? Probably has to go to the paddock just to acclimatise a yeah. bit better, I'd say. So that's a bit of a non-event for her. We'll learn more about her uh, with a bit of sun on a uh, with a bit of, um, you know, a bit more maturity and here. She, she wasn't there in the coat yesterday, neither. No, you she just wasn't. Tell she, wasn't. she looked, you know, like she'd just arrived. Levante, no luck whatsoever. No. Never got out at any, yeah. really any stage. So, unfortunate, she's been a great man. Uh, OK, the, let's hear from Chris Waller in Nashville Villa. It was a great return, and um, that day she had a wide draw. Today she's had the perfect draw, and Nash rode her accordingly. Just got her out in a nice spot, switched off, and had a saloon passes through, and yeah. it was pretty to watch. You've been working with her, and she seems as though she's putting it all together now, because she, she did have issues in the past. Yes, yeah, she did. She's stood flat-footed in the barriers a few times, and I think it was Dan Robinson did an amazing job, as he did with Chalkstream and so many other of our horses. And, uh, yeah, she's enjoying her racing. She's wanting to be there, and just showed at the 300 metres today how, how serious she is about being a racer. Yeah. To be fair, I just said to the owners, thanks very much for giving me another go on her, because, as you know, Corey, the difference for having one ride to the next, you know, on a good horse, it can be sometimes three lengths. And um, look, I'd watched the replays, seen that she liked room. And today, you know, from the one, I was just full of confidence. I knew she'd get through the ground and trained on. And, um, you know, although we're not hitting the 300 here at Ram, you know, hitting the front 300 from home here at Ram, it's a dawning experience. Um, you know, I knew she'd had something there to. To, to kick with at the 100. She's really put it together the last sort of two preparations. Before that she was doing silly things wrong, missing the start and getting back to impossible positions but she's really put it together the last sort of 12 months. Yeah, look, she's got, she's definitely sort of got wiser. Um, she used to probably be at the stage where she wouldn't care if she hurt herself or, or someone else in the barriers now. She's, she's got a bit older and she's, she's more careful of herself. She still doesn't worry too much about me but um, Look, thankfully today she got out okay and uh, just being that two lengths close from the run it made all the difference, I think. Hope in your heart, Tim Clark. Yeah, another great performance from her. She's um, just lost a spot a little bit around the bend but picked up good late. More secrets, Zach Lloyd. Yeah, super run. Very proud of this horse. And yeah, she's run amazing. Got a group one place in the resume, so really good. Hinge, Jamaria. She ran fantastic considering that she had uh, the words of the gates. Promise of success, Chad Schofield. Yeah, she ran well. We had a nice trip and she closed it off nicely. Levante, Damien Lane. Unfortunately, ran well without much luck again. She just didn't step from the barrier, ended up too far back and just uh, didn't get the right run through. Hugh Bowman, Times Square. Times Square travelled superbly. A little bit of traffic in the straight, but I thought she was a bit sedate on the heavier ground. Tyler Schiller, bring the ransom. Uh, she's flying, just the gates are her best enemy at the moment. Right of Jenny, Robbie Dolan. Tried very hard, just couldn't back up that really good run the other day. James McDonald, alcohol free. She will improve with a, just having a preparation here. I think she just needs time. Roots, Brent Navdella. Yeah, she ran okay, Shane. She finds a mile from that wide draw not ideal, but said if her race is like 1,400, she'll be better suited. Salida, Brett Preble. Yeah, she jumped really well today, had a lovely run. When I asked her to go down for a gear, she really spun her wheels in that track. Sarah Leo Miss, Ben Mellon. 
She felt tired. Statement, John Allen. Uh, look, she was disappointing. I thought we had a pretty nice run, and she just didn't fire today. Tom Mark won purple pay. Yeah, obviously went forward, got carried out wide, onto the better ground all bit, but silly trip round, really. Regan Bayless, five point. She's probably not up to these um, set weights against these quality mares. Someone mentioned yesterday, hoping your heart's becoming a bit like um, Ice Bath Mark II. She's just <laughs> yeah. knocking on the door. It's yeah. there, and it will come. It will come oh, for her. Without a doubt. Yeah, it'll yeah, come. Without a doubt. Yeah, it'll come for She's her. She's won the Guy Walter Group too, but yes. uh, fourth in a Coolmore, fourth in a Doncaster, and now second in a Queen of the Turf. Here's Kerry Parker. Yeah, things got a bit tight there around the 200, and um, you know, she picked herself up real quick and, and hit the line and went on to chase the, chase the winner well, you know. Um, I don't know if she would have beat him, but she, she obviously runs a, a clearer second, you know. You've had a debrief with the jockey, Tim Clark. What did he say about what happened? Yeah, I think she's got a bit tight there as they sort of pressure come from inside and out, I think. But, uh, yeah, I, I was just wrapped with the way that she picked herself up and chased again, you know, and it didn't seem to cost her too much. Like I say, she, she chased all the way the line. She's run second in a group one. You've got to be proud of her. Uh, Timmy Clark suspended on Hope in Your Heart. Misses four meetings. Rides next week, Mrs Hawkesbury which is only a couple of weeks away. OK, a break and more from Randwick. Annabelle Neesham did it last week with Libertad coming out of a Kenzo meeting and winning a stakes race. And, and this, this filly, Chris Dilly, uh, came out of a Kensington debut second behind Komochi, who runs, runs third in this race, and picks up a Group 2 championship race, the Percy Sykes. A good race to win, yeah. and uh, might be a good filly. Might be a good filly, because... Uh, she just quickens up beautifully here, and she did that at her first start. I think she's still work in progress. Yeah, she still hasn't put it together yet. No, and to win a race like this when you haven't put it together, yeah. um, with a spell under her belt, she's going to thicken out a little bit as well. So yeah. could be pretty exciting. She's a really nice horse. Even when Joe sort of come off their backs and exposed her, she, she didn't, it took her a few strides to gather herself up, but once she gathered herself up, she's got a gr brilliant turn of foot, and um, yeah, plenty of upside. I'm still desperate to see this Tiz Invincible again on a dry track. I think she's just got lost momentum trying to get up inside the favourite there. And I still thought she rallied well. Wouldn't have beat the winner, but would have made more of a race of it. Mm. I'm convinced of that honest run from Kamochi, both coming out of that same race, as you said, Autumn Ballet. Well, maybe it was the wet. I think she's better than that also. So, yeah, I, I, pretty exciting, the winner. Obviously, Lazago's had enough and will go to the paddock. Yeah. Uh, here is um, Annabelle and also Joe. And she felt a bit for Tom Markon because he was keen to ride her, but he couldn't get down to the weight. So, pretty cool that the Magic Man was <laughs> was uh, available and um, he needed a, she needed a good steer. She did a, a lot wrong, but... That result hasn't surprised us. She did a lot wrong on debut and was second behind Gary's filly that looks really smart and they ran good time that day, quicker than Libertad and we saw what he did um, last weekend. So look, she's got a lot of upside. She's very raw, but um, she's very exciting. And you had this race penciled in early or straight after she did what she did on debut? No, they, they, there's a great bunch of owners, but they, they were getting a bit overexcited. So I poured the cold water on them and said, <laughs> We're not going to go to the Percy Sykes. I don't think she knows that she's, she's too green. Um, but actually, she came out of it really well, and she worked well on Tuesday morning. So it was a bit of a late decision, but we decided to accept. And um, yeah, she's just she's so exciting. She got involved into a little bit of traf traffic jam on the, at the top of the straight. 
I was kind of forced to go in on the inside to get the split and then hoping that I can get out when we approach the last for long. But I know like everything started opening up when we approached the 250 and then she I could feel like she was gonna win from a long way, long way home. So I gotta repeat once again that Annabelle has an amazing job to get her into this fitness. She wouldn't blow a candle when she pulled up. That means she's, she's so feeling so well in herself. And uh, apparently she's a horse that no doubt's gonna be winning some more races here in Australia. Brenton Abdullah is invincible. Yeah, she's good. Um, obviously still maiden, but I think she's a high quality filly and I reckon the ground just slowed her up a bit today. I felt she was gonna burst through and win, but just didn't let down 100% on the ground, but she's a high quality filly. Jace McDonald, Kamochi. Yeah, quality filly who ran well. Dean Holland, Bossy Nick. Yeah, she was fantastic. She didn't really get around this way of going, but she's got a serious future. Tim Clark, Autumn Ballet. She travelled really well. I just felt that when, when I let her down, she just struggled to really quicken in that ground. Damien Lane, Ethereal Star. Uh, disappointing today. Chad Schofield, Captain Amelia. Good run. We drew wide and chose to ride for luck. Um, we just never got the brakes we needed them. Kara McAvoy, Lazago. Uh, she just struggled in the ground there today. Dylan Gibbons, Shine Your Light. Yeah, nice filly. She's just come to the end of it. Rachel King, Everlong. Uh, yeah, she copped a few bumps early and really fired her up and I think the whole occasion was a bit much for her today. Well, they freshened Arf Cabin up. They dropped him back in distance and he was very, very exciting yesterday. So what does the future hold for this horse? Well, there's so many options. You know, I, you, you, you could talk about overseas with him. We know Australian sprinters. We know we're, we're going to be competitive in anything we run in any, anywhere in the world. Um, you could race like the Stradbroke. I think 1400's fine for him. There's only one thing that went right for him yesterday. He passed the post first. That's exactly <laughs> right. The whole race, um, he found nothing but trouble. Uh, Zoo Tiger got back in his lap at about the 600. He missed the start. He missed the start. He, he's just... It, it was... I, I'm not saying it was the win of the day by all means, but everything that went good. wrong, it was really, really good yeah. that he got home over the top of him. He found a way. Yep. He found a way and you like the way he finished off. He's adaptable. Uh, with a clean start, you can ride him on speed, you can ride him off speed, wet, dry. Yeah. And uh, I, a, pa a good package. Here's another one, even uh, J-Mac after the race. He's not quite there yet. He's still learning. He's still putting his, you know, his, his whole thing together. But when the penny does drop, I think they've got a serious racehorse. Yeah, I think they've known that all along, mm. and they've they've had to probably probably try him, stepping him up to the mile. I mean, he's yeah. been competitive, but he's not the real thing that we yeah. see at fourteen hundred. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Um, Wee Nessie was great there. Lady Laguna backed up well. Zoo Tiger just lost the plot. Mm. Read yeah. the stewards' report. Uh, Nine hundred had to be steady to avoid heels of Wee Nessie. Uh, Mark one said, racing in blinkers for the first time. His mount appeared reluctant to race between horses and when crowded between Sacred Satono and Dashing Legend, which laid in at the 600, he dropped the bit and despite being ridden along, he was reluctant to maintain his position and lost ground. Uh, he, he became balanced again and then closed off. You notice when he gets into the clear, he yeah, starts to up. gather momentum yeah. again. So I'd say total forgive. Yep. If he would have walked the line now, well, you'd be worried. But once he got over all that shock and horror mid-race. Yeah. I thought he finished off okay, Zoo Tiger, so uh, maybe it was the blinkers backfiring, which can happen on occasions. Yeah. Uh, now, here's James Cummings and James McDonald. Able to let loose with a, a devastating sprint back to six furlongs, wasn't he? And, you know, he enjoyed being fresh again, so his two fresh runs this prep, he's undefeated, and, uh, and I think there's a lot to be said for that, you know, given what unfolded for him last campaign. 
I, I, I know it's going to look obvious now he's just a sprinter. I don't think it's that clear. He, I think he's a very good fresh horse, and, uh, and last prep when I was able to space his runs a bit more, he enjoyed that. And uh, look, could, could any more have gone wrong for the horse no, and still get go. up to win? I mean, that's just incredible. It might just about so far be the win of the day, and uh, hopefully it uh, stamps him as a horse well and truly to be following for the future. So you keep him fresh. What do you think about his immediate future? Uh, well, he's, uh, he's, got, he's got options. Um, I tell you, an interesting option might be the Platinum Jubilee because he would look pretty good, this horse, but uh, we've got a lot to talk about and, and uh, we, we, we'll, we'll let it play out. Uh, we've got other stable mates targeting Brisbane, so there's something to be said for, uh, for not taking him. But he does like his run spaced and, uh, look, the winners of this race in its new format are, are, are serious horses. And for, uh, for Godolphin and myself to have won the Royal Sovereign now, in its new position is pretty special because it's a race for us both that's been uh, that's been pretty hard in tackling. I just stuff the start back in no man's land and then at the 600, Sue Tiger just come flying back and it, I ended up in all, all sorts, flushed off the track. He had to regather himself and he had to make a long sustained run to the line, which probably Slucky's a strong six furlong horse, runs a good seven. And um, that that was on display today. We Nessie, Damien Lane. Super run. Uh, very honest. The winner was just too good. Ja Marrera, Lady Laguna. Oh, she runs really well. I was happy the way how she's done it. Brenton Abdullah, Dashing Legend. She was really good. Um, she, she got left with that cover sort of mid-race and hasn't been ideal today, but I thought she toughed it out well. But 1,200 is probably a limit. Nashrawilla Cote. Yeah, no, he was really good. He's, he's, he's improving. We were forced to lead today, which isn't what we've been doing of late, but he, he raced a lot better. Tom Marquand, Zoo Tiger? Yeah, uh, I ended up in a good pitch, but the 1200 was just just a little bit of a rush from around the band and off into the straight. Kara McAvoy, Sacred Satono? Yeah, pace come out of the race, he just got a little bit keen. Um, he just found these Aussie cars a little bit better than him. Swiss Exile, Chad Scrapper? Yeah, we rode him a bit more positively today. He travelled well outside the leader, but he just struggled late. Tim Clark, Economics? Yeah, he um, he just went up in the air as the gates opened and put us on the back foot straight away, um, and that was sort of his race over. Uh, Mick Price scratched his unbeaten what you need, but he ended up running second with Wee Nessie. Mick Price, what do you make of that run of Wee Nessie? Well, she's tough. It's a million-dollar open three-year-old, and uh, I think she got a little bit clipped there halfway through the race by Cote, which uh, didn't help, but she was very gutsy and fought it out, and... Uh, I wasn't happy that she was down on the fence there because the winners seem to be off the fence. But look, she's run a, another placing in a group race, and uh, I think everybody's got to be happy. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll watch the provincial midway and the ride from McDonald and the performance of a few. That's next. Uh, I don't know how many owners uh, Chris Lees was represented uh, by in, in those four horses there. Yes, they could have been 120, 130 owners yeah. in those four horses that he brought to the Provincial Midway Championships. All different owners, I mean. Uh, and he ended up getting the win, his fifth win in the Provincial Midway Championships with Spangler. We're going to watch two uh, views of the start. We're watching the grey. We'll also see the horse cross the Rubicon miss the start. That's the first thing you'll notice from the side on. Cross the Rubicon. There he is. Very, very slow to begin, and you'll see the grey horse, uh, James McDonald, from his alley just coast across and end up on the rails. So let's have a look at it. The head-on, cross the Rubicon, 
very, very slow to begin. And you'll see it was just inside the grey spangler. And there's McDonald making a beeline straight for the rails. And that's how he did it. Yeah, he looked brilliant, but I mean, the ride did make it look flattering, yeah. I must say. But because he, from here on in, Corey, it was just uninterrupted it momentum. Was, it just absolute perfect. Chad Schofield had to pop, or he popped trying to find a run, and, and J Mac was forced to go up underneath him, and the heavens just opened. Um, I wondered, did Dylan Gibbons on Lock Eagle? Like he obviously thought he could win the race, he got back. But when he when he actually was getting to the furlong, to see to see from? the stable mate, yeah, where'd you come from? <laughs> so it's like he jumped from the Kenzo onto the course <laughs> proper. <laughs> exactly, it's like he joined in at the top of the straight. To be honest, he, he won really really well. Lock Eagle was game in defeat. Um, had to cover a bit of ground. Come from a fair distance back, but uh, yeah, all honours to the winner. Well, the horse that missed the start five lengths across the river, just got on the slipstream of the winner there and, yeah. <laughs> and actually run third. So her run was amazing, uh, considering circumstances. But a funny race where uh, he just got all the brakes on the right day and looked a superstar winning. Uh, on the turn, I, I thought the favourite was unbeatable, the way he was travelling, Kobe. So whether we put it down to the wet track or, or being disappointing, I don't know. He still run fourth, mm. I must say, but... Um, Yep, we all, uh, all the do-gooders were saying, oh, Chris, Wallows, uh, Chris Lees has won it, you know, what's he won it now, four of seven or eight or something? Five, yeah, yeah five of five, five of eight or but nine. But you just spoke there, what a, he's got all these owners in these horses, first-time mm. owners, yep. you know, it's a provincial race, he trains at the provincials, mm. That's uh, right. and, and it's the same with the So country. what's the problem? Well, they're saying, oh, he's, he's winning it too many times, they're all worried he's winning it too many times, the, oh. the do-gooders. So he's not it's the same with the country championship. So he's, oh, not, no. he's not eligible for a provincial yes, midway championships? Yeah, where he trains. Right. Uh, it's the same with the country championships. All of a sudden they want, oh no, we only want country riders to ride them now. Yeah. Uh, but it's bizarre. Well, I'm just looking at all these owners, and I don't think there's any double-ups. There's hardly a double-up. I know Australian Bloodstock have, have two horses there, but, but the, the all the names... All are, those people yeah. have their horses trained at the Vincials, yep. entitled to win the race. Yep. Even the OTI horse, Cloudland, it's got a stack of different owners. Lock Eagle's got at least ten, maybe more. Yep. So, and, and I, walking out the front, I don't think there, was a, there were more owners for any other race, race yeah. than yep. that race. Mm. Yep. There were more owners present for that race than, the, say, the Sydney Cup, yeah. which had 18 runners. That uh, fits in well on the, on the both those races. are fitting beautifully yes. out of the championships. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, Chris Lees and also James McDonald and the Beaton Brigade. He drew 17. I, I wasn't watching him. Next thing you know, he's third defence coming to the corner. So <laughs> it was a pretty good ride. But, um, look, he, he qualified. He snuck in. We, we, I kept saying to the owners, look, he's crying out for a mile, but hopefully it's a testing run, 1,400. And he, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a lottery, um, but he, he really he really lengthened when he was asked for an effort. He hasn't done that before. No, he hasn't. Um, so hopefully we might see him back here. He, he's run second in a Ballina Cup, so he could end up in a big dance. He might do it again. Right. So he he is a horse with the best yet to come. Obviously, judging on that performance. Yeah, I think so. And I look, he, he appreciated the ground today. Yeah. To be fair, so um, but he's got plenty of upside. And your fifth win in the race. Yeah, oh, look, Greg, we're, we're, a big, we're the biggest provincial state. We're entitled to have, have um, plenty of runners in the races, but, you know, that horse is owned by about 50 or 60 people, and um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a great result That's for them. That's what it's all about, isn't most, it? Most definitely. But had the riding on the wall, fit horse, handles heavy conditions, and I think that maybe just says how hard work the track is because he, he's, a, he's a really good wet tracker and he, he got through it really well, but it's testing work out there. Like, it's really gluey, and, but I had a horse that was there for me. What about the acceleration from the 200? Yeah, 
quite surprising, actually, um, especially when I thought he was looking for a little bit further. Ellen Gibbons, Lock Eagle. Yeah, he wasn't entitled to run second. Um, that just shows you the quality of horse he is, and he'll be under bigger and better things now. Jason Collett, cross the Rubicon. Yeah, she, she gave a bit of cheek there, darted through. Well, to hold on for third. Brenton Abdella, Kyobi. Yeah, he ran well. Um, he presented to win the race, but I just reckon today on the ground, he, as soon as I let him off the chain, he, he struggled to lengthen, so ability's going to run fourth rather than him handling the conditions. Short shorts, Alicia Collett. Look, she really struggled to let down on that ground today. She needed a fraction bit firmer to use her speed to her advantage. True crime, Taylor Schiller. Uh, he ran to his best. He's just ran into a really good field. Sabrenko, Karen McAvoy. Good run by her there today. Herb, Winona Coston. I look a really good run. He got into a really good rhythm and he's hit the line well. Cruel Summer, Hugh Bowman. He actually ran quite well considering he finished midfield. Chad Schofield, Esson. Um, got put on the rail early um, and from then on we were just always, always looking for runs and she was never fully tested. Ja Marira, Belinga Freeport. Disappointed. He probably just didn't bring the best of himself today considering the track is a bit soft, so it is what it is. Jenny Duggan or Danetta? Uh, she ran a great race. She probably just a little bit fresh today. She put herself right up on the speed and she's probably bottomed out, 200 out, but nice try. Tim Clark, Fearson? He didn't He didn't step great and got back and, and raced greenly and a bit of a train wreck, really. Andy Atkins or Dan? Yeah, very disappointing. She ended up in a nice spot, but uh, didn't deliver when the pressure was on. She might have handled the back up. Nasharilla Cloudland? Yeah, look, he's not a bad type of horse. He just, just got to learn to, learn to be a racehorse. Yeah, the bear is. Okay, there's uh, the beaten jockeys. Now let's hear from Brad Whittup, who was with Greg Pritchard after the race. Brad Whittup, that was some sort of a run from across the Rubicon. Yeah, look, she's just getting in the habit of bombing the start, but, um, you know, look, it was a fantastic, fantastic effort for her to finish where she did, and, uh, yeah, big thrill. Short shorts, couldn't quite hang on. Yeah, she just said she was the last 200. She just, the, the going was no good for her. Um, you know, if we would have got a good track, I think she would have been able to be more dynamic, but... Uh, yeah, and just unfortunately she couldn't handle the track. OK, we'll take another break. When we come back, the Fernhill, won by Tom Kitten. like the music today, do you? Well, it's yeah. more like my era. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> my playlist down the car. Is that what right. they say, the playlist? <laughs> the cassette. It would have been the cassette yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> or the A-track. The A-track. <laughs> uh, race one, the Fernhill Handicap. Here's uh, Tom Kitten. He's back last, Corey. And um, you, were, you were talking to me during the race. Yep saying, well, Nash has either got a lap full of horse or he's going to miss the boat here or something, yeah. something along those lines. And it's, again, he's one of those riders that comes back from a break and steps straight into the winner's circle. Yep. His, his timing's unbelievable, Nash. I've always said it. He's a great, great tactician in a race. I honestly thought he'd miss the boat. I thought, what are you doing back there? They didn't go quick, um, but he obviously he knows the horse well. He had a lap full of horse, and once he got clear running, um, it was all over. Interesting. You know, there's a couple of ways you could look at the race saying, well, <clears throat> that could be a little bit a nothing race that the form will never, ever work out mm. ever again. Or this winner might turn into something. I like the way he reached and yep. went through the line there. So there's, there's something to like about him. He's big. He's, he's still got filling out to do. Yep. And he's raw, even though he's had a few runs and he's had a trip away. There's something about him you've got to like. Yeah, I, I think he's got plenty of upside. He, he, the penny hasn't dropped yet, but... I, again, I just go back to Nash's confidence. He, he knew what the horse was capable of doing and he'd give it the right ride. Yep. Well, let's hear from uh, James Cummings and Nash Rewilla, who started the day off with a win. He's ridden the horse exactly how he uh, 
he discussed with me on the phone this morning and uh, I think he's got a bit of confidence in the horse having one on him at Warwick Farm but look this horse didn't get much opportunity to show his true merits in the VIC size but we thought he had you know we thought he's run uh, had a bit of quality about it he's a lovely horse and he's just been crying out to get up over a mile so now he's in his sweet spot once he got that gap he uh, he, he really charged at them and, uh, and stayed on well, uh, and that gives us uh, you know, some good options with him. Are you aim at the group one next week? Well, you know, we'll give it some thought. He's, uh, he's a raw two-year-old who's going to love getting up over ground. Uh, he's by Harry Angel, this horse, Greg. So, you know, now he's, a, he's the equal leading first season sire by stakes winners, and he gets his uh, stakes winners ratio up to about 14.2%, which is like in the elite level. So that's a good start for a young sire, and, uh, and you know, we're... Pretty pleased we can get horses by, like this horse in our yard by that stallion, Harry Angel. And, uh, and, if, and if he gives himself a crack at the group one next week, you'd have to think he will stay it out very well when, uh, when some others might have that 1,600-metre query. And, uh, and there's, lo there's a lot to like about a horse like him on, on the backup. You know, you take sort of confidence out of riding through this stable, you know, what you keep in the back pocket, they'll give you at the end of the race. And um, that's exactly what this bloke, done, bloke did today. And... Uh, He's still not the finished product. He's still learning. He's learning what it's all about. You know, he's a, he's a big baby, big long raw stride on him. But uh, you know, still very strong at the business end, which which you like to see. The size winner, militarised, goes there. We heard that Don Corleone will go there. Tom Kitten, Amur, Felix the Scat, peer pressure, uh, the filly, the lone filly in the size, are in third, and uh, also bases late. In fact, let's get to a, a few of these. Um, Let's hear from Adrian Bott about his potential runners. The champagne stakes and bases loaded, fifth of 13 in the size produce. Yeah, look, I thought it was an honest effort on that occasion. Um, yeah, he did a bit of work to um, find the front. He, he rolled along good tempo. The, the track probably played it against him on, on the day, just that, sort of that tough 1,400 metres just ultimately sort of found him out. But I think on an improving track over, over a mile, he'll, uh, he'll be better for that run. Um, certainly see out a, a, a tough mile there. Will Townsend go to that race after a third in the Fernhill today? Uh, look, decision hasn't been made on, on him yet. Um, obviously a big jump for him, even to the Fernhill today. So whether backing up's the, the right decision, we'll, he, um, yeah, we'll see how he pulls up. And what about Chris Lees' filly, who did run third in the size, peer pressure? Chris Lees, you're in form and peer pressure going to the Champagne Stakes next week. Yeah, look, she came through a size run quite well. Um, obviously that was a, a little bit of a throw at the stumps, but she, she reacted well on, on that heavy ground. Bit of work this morning would suggest she, she's in a good frame of mind and um, I think she'll run out a strong mile, so happy to give her an opportunity. $151 it was paying that day, a lot shorter now, $11, they're not going to take any risks. Yeah, look, she's, she's um, come on nicely, as I said, from the size, so I think she'll uh, acquit herself very well. Well, Chris Lee's had a good day. He won the Provincial Midway with Spangler and he won the South Pacific Classic with Rosita. And on top of all that, his apprentice won the Group 1 Sydney Cup. So he walked away pretty happy. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. And, uh, look, she's a beauty. She won a stakes race in the spring. She's got a stakes win in the autumn now. Had a lovely ride. Um, just oh, had the barrier to do it, but he executed it so, so well. So good win. Atmosphere stuck on well. There's your Queensland Derby horse down the outside. Yeah, we can pick say, him already. He is eye-catching. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's uh, that's a great return from him. Yep. Knowing Chris wouldn't even have him wound up no, with one stop troll. Yep. With Brisbane in mind, thinking he's the Derby horse. Two out of five lame, cool Jakey, I think. There, and I, there's something wrong with Stylized, although they didn't find anything. He's a better horse yep. than that. Mm.
Cova Lyca was the horse you're talking about Cova running Lyca. home down the outside. Yeah. Now let's hear from Chris Lees and also Gibbons. We tried it at the mile and it was a little inconclusive the run, but she freshened up nicely with the work at the farm. Karen and the team done a really good job out there and she worked really strong Tuesday morning, so we decided to run today rather than keep it for the Phillies race next week and um, got a lovely ride from Dylan. So. Things worked out nice. And two out of two on heavy suggests she may be a, a superior wet tracker? Yeah, yeah. Um, she was good on, on, on better ground too at, at Flemington, so she's just a good filly. Yeah. What are you going to do next? Uh, we'll let the dust settle yep. and see how she comes through today. I just had to make sure I didn't fall asleep that first bit. and I was probably going to hold the spot inside Joe, but once it looked like he was going to box seat, you know, there's no one really better to follow than him, especially on wet tracks. So. When I had his back, you know, I just had to keep hold of it. And when I was able to come to the outside, she was really strong late, so it was a great win. Upside, and is she only a wet tracker? Oh, it's hard to tell with her. Like at home, when you gallop her, you wouldn't think she'd win a race. She's very hopeless at home and just doesn't overexert herself, but race day blinkers on and you wake her up a bit. She's a completely different horse, but look, she's a lovely mare. She's built great, got a great action, and no reason why she can't go on with it for me. Crowd was very, very loud when mm. the favourite ridden by McDonald won the last. Well, you've got them going. Just so well placed you know, at, the, at the weights here and just got a peak performance out of it. There was only one concern and that was the barrier. All, she, all they needed to do was find a bum. Um, given another great ride, confidence in J-Mac, he just let it rallied up. He didn't even, you know, barely push the button to be honest. Oh, I thought it was a terrific win. And like you said, Rads, it was a great way to end the end, end a great day. The yep. crowd was happy. Yeah, the crowd went home happy because the favourite won the last. Yep, Princess Grace is the one to follow. Here's uh, after Zapatea's win, McDonald and also James. You know, Zapatea is entitled to get the rewards and the, uh, the accolade she deserves because she strolled in hands and heels, one by two and a half lengths, and, uh, and that's off the back of, you know, an unbelievably straightforward campaign that she's had so far. Trained the house down in the lead-up, and uh, the, the, one of the few things left to achieve with her would be to get a group one. So if we target, if we target the... Uh, the lights out with uh, with the Sangster in mind, and uh, mm -hmm. I think she could be. I think she'd be a dangerous horse in that race, fresh up. Uh, she was great. She's um, she idles up, and I could actually hear the crowd roar at the at the furlong, and I hadn't even let her go. She's just a quality mare. So what type of feel does she give you? Like, does she give you a feel that she's going to go over further, or she's just a springing horse? No, she's pretty quick. She's um, she enjoys those conditions. She enjoyed the fast pace, and she just chimed in on her own. So, very good race horse. I'm sure she 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 deserves one, and I'm sure she'll get one. OK, that's interesting. I, I thought they were loud, and when McDonald said he heard them, uh, that just proves it. Uh, so that was the championship. Yeah. That was two days. And the third week isn't classed as the championships, but two great races, the All-Aids and the Champagne, to look forward to. The carnival's not over. No, definitely not over. Be good great day. racing. Yep. And to finish on, let's go to Perth. The Western Australian Derby was run yesterday. Awesome, John. He's on the move with Playhouse Patron into the straight. Another Chino hits the front. Awesome, John. She's fit, picks up. She finds room now. Awesome, John hits the front. Another Chino trying to go with him, but now the Sydney three-year-old races away from them. And Awesome, John draws clear. Awesome, John for trainer Johnny O'Shea and Willie Pike wins the derby from another Chino. She's fit. Well done to uh, John O'Shea. He couldn't be there in Perth. He was in Sydney, of course, yesterday. But that was a long-range plan to send Awesome John over there for the derby and it worked, he found Pike and he found the winner. Yep, and found the right race and just too good for him, that yeah. form. Yeah. He rides well over there, doesn't he, Pikey? <laughs> he's just working that out. That's his backyard. That's his backyard. All right, more to come next, uh, next Saturday with another great meeting at Royal Randwick.
Have a good day. Should be a good Thank day next boys. week. And yeah. enjoy the rest of your long weekend. Happy Easter, everyone. Thanks for joining us.